This is the EVP Podcast. What's up all you EVP people? Thank you so much for plugging into our podcast. You guys have no idea how much that means to us. We truly, truly appreciate it. Uh, We're really excited to bring you this episode. So this is a little uh, break. So again, we're talking about the Conjuring movies and also and also the real stories. We talked to you on the last episode about the first Conjuring movie and the Perrin family. Well, Ghosty McGhostface and myself, DVO, we are actually out of town. So we thought uh, before we bring to you the next week's episode of about the Conjuring 2 movie and the story behind that, we wanted to share with you an interview that we did with Andrea Perrin a couple weeks ago, or I'm sorry, a couple years ago. So we actually met Andrea Perrin uh, here in Salt Lake City, and it was really impromptu where we just said, Andrea, we love your story. We love what uh, everything you put out there. We would love to interview you. And she has such a huge heart. She was so open to that idea. We truly, truly thank her for doing that. Now, this was very impromptu. So we were not expecting to do this. We recorded this on a phone and... The audio quality is not the best because we were in, um, you know, like a hall basically with other people in the room. So we're going to try to do our best to really crank up the volume and try to publish it there. So, so uh, you know, if it's, it sounds a little quieter or not the greatest quality, uh, we apologize. But just crank up the volume because what she shares with you is amazing. Now, who is Andrea Parent? We talked about in the last episode. She was the eldest uh, sibling or the oldest daughter to the Perrin family that lived in that farmhouse that the Conjuring movie was based on. And their story, her story, is unbelievable. I hope you guys enjoy it. Thanks again for listening. Okay, that must be a test. Test, 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 test. We are here at the Paranormal Expo, and we are with Andrea Perron. Perrin. Perrin. I heard I have been called worse. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so we wanted to talk to you about... So she has actually lived and grew up in the house that the Conjuring movie was based on. Yeah, she wrote her own book. Use some of that. Three books. Three books. She wrote multiple books. So please tell us about growing up in the house and the books you wrote. Uh, In 2014... I published the third of the books, House of Darkness, House of Light, which chronicles the entire 10 plus years uh, of us finding the farm, moving to the farm, extricating ourselves from the farm, and then moving away, and how it changed our whole family, the whole dynamic and spiritually how it fundamentally altered all of us uh, in in different ways. Um, But... uh, I, it was, you know, I, I mean, even my mother, who went through hell in that house, 
will say now it was the best 10 years of her life. She learned everything she needed to know about life and death and the afterlife and that there is an afterlife. Oh, that makes a lot of sense. That's like the most important thing. That, and it's, it's the thing that keeps people up at night. It's the thing that people question in the wee hours when they're afraid. People are afraid to die. They're afraid of the unknown. And I've seen with my own eyes, sensed with every perception that I have, spirit that was so profoundly attached to us that they just didn't want to leave. I have a question on that. Do you think the spirit was there or did you bring it there? No, no, no. It was okay. there. Okay. None of us had any experiences okay. like that until the day we moved into the park. That's when it started. When you walked in, did you it never know? ended. It never, it never ended. Uh, when we left, we thought we were leaving them behind, and we, nothing could have been further from us. That gave me goosebumps down the left side of my neck no. here. I mean, once you touched my spirit, yeah. it's, that's it. You Did touched. you know when you got there that it was there when you got there? No, we had okay. no idea. Absolutely no idea. I was not on the radar at all. My mother, being a student of history, was thrilled to be buying one of the original colonial homes oh, in America. Sure. Yeah. You know, the land was, what year was that? in 1680. The house was completed in 1736. Oh, wow. 40 years before the signing of the Declaration of Independence. Oh, yeah. You know, it was really an amazing home with an amazing history. And that's what she was excited about. No, Nobody was thinking haunted house. Yeah. Absolutely not. Just beautiful, historic. Beautiful. 200 acres, gorgeous oh, house, gorgeous acres. barn. You know, like paradise. Uh, yeah. Absolutely gorgeous and a great place to raise kids. You know? Yeah. Um, she had no clue what was coming. None of us did. Right. You said how soon was it after you guys moved in that you all actually seen five minutes? Five minutes. What was, the, what was the first thing for you? First thing for me. I was the first. And what did you see? A full body apparition that looked so real that I said good morning to him as I walked past him. Okay. You just thought it was somebody in the house? Yep. Thought it was somebody Maybe in the something house. Maybe something with real estate or... Yep. Okay. Help Mr. Mr. Wow. Uh, you know, move. What made you realize that he wasn't an actual living person? Uh, when my sister Nancy walked in the kitchen and said there was a man with Mr. Kenyon, but he just disappeared. Oh, so, so you and still like, thought that that person I was... I thought he was a real man. Oh, wow. A real, live, you know, living human being. Yes, I did. That's amazing. And you said that there was water that ran through the property. Tons. So that right there generates a lot of energy. Mm -hmm. There was also a well, a hand-dug well in the cellar of the house. Oh, wow. That so tapped into one of the... Um, springs that came down out of the hills and uh, they tried to measure it was too deep to measure and I who digs a well so deep that you can't reach the bottom? Right. Yeah. How the hell did they How get out of there? How did they do it? No. Um, that was actually one of the scariest things for my sister Cindy and for me. Um, I always had a, a feeling of vertigo and weirdness around that well. I mean, it was the kind of thing. It was about that big around, and if you fell in it, that was it. It was goodbye. Oh. Okay. And. Um, I mean, there would be no way to get out unless somebody saw you fall in and immediately put ropes down to catch you. Wow. Um, it was a very dangerous thing. It was covered with a very large piece of granite. Um, and there was always activity around it, always. I mean, you could literally feel... Mm -hmm, you okay. Could, 
If you stood anywhere near the well, you could feel the ground vibrating. Wow. Yeah. Now, uh, also, the movie was kind of based around the spirit Bathsheba. Yeah. Pr providing that this that spirit was the bad one that was attacking your mother. Yeah, no, it wasn't true. And she got a raw deal on bad rap. Um, and that was because Mrs. Warren sensed her presence, okay. but then she blamed everything on her, and she wasn't the one that was haunting her. Okay. And she's talking about Lorraine Warren, the most widely known demonologist. Her and her husband, mm -hmm. Ed. Ed, yeah. And so, so they came, how many times did they come to the house? About five times, maybe six. Okay. I think they came six times because after the seance that went so badly wrong yes. it almost cost my mom her life uh -huh. uh, they came back a couple of months later and i think they came back just to see if she was alive because they didn't know if she was when they left the house okay so how long of a time span would they spend each time they came a few hours oh that's it that's oh it. okay because it seemed like in the, in the movie it portrayed that they were there yeah. For many days at a time, like yeah, showed Ed working on the truck. <laughs> yeah, yeah. My Hollywood. father was never that nice to either one of them oh. for one minute. Really? Yeah. You didn't like him there, huh? No. What was he? What would he say? He just felt that they were, you know, coming to exploit our family. Oh, okay. And, uh, in my heart, I don't think that that was the case. I think they really were concerned, especially for us, the kids. Yeah. Um, but my father didn't trust them, and he didn't buy into what they were doing. And, and you know, and he and he was, he was king of denial. He didn't want to even discuss it, let alone investigate it. Wow. He didn't believe it existed. He thought that it was, I mean, it took him a couple of years to really come around. It took to the point where there was a spirit that really was attracted to him, and she would come up to him in the cellar. First of all, she'd break something in the cellar. Not to get him to go down there? To get him to go down, and then she'd come up behind him, and she would do this. Rub against the back of him. Yeah, or down his spine. Yeah. Wow. And, yeah, and I, I thought it was an interesting dynamic that the spirit that was making my mother miserable was the one my father befriended. Oh, oh, so it was more of a jealousy thing that she was attacking her mom. Wow. Oh, interesting. <laughs> so did anything happen? Um, like... It, did you have heightened abilities before, or was it after? Was after? If I did, I didn't know about it. Okay. Uh, it wasn't until we moved into the house, and all of a sudden, I was able to see into the fourth dimension, as all of us were. Wow. Okay. Um, I mean, when you're bombarded with spirit activity, you know, even if you don't see it, you sense it. Uh -huh. But I was able to see it immediately. I mean, to the point where most of the spirits in the house would appear as yeah. My experience, when I was having things happen, I shut it completely out. Like, things stopped for me for many, many years. And it hasn't been until recently that it's all been flooding back. And it's because you gave up your fear. Right. I, I, I'm not scared of it anymore. And you shouldn't be, because there's nothing to be afraid of. Yeah. Now I feel like the things that scared me as a kid that would make me run away, I would now like... Now you're attracted to it. What else can you do? <laughs> do this. <laughs> I know, and it is fascinating. It is. And, you know, I mean, we might never know the mysteries of life, and maybe we're not supposed to. Okay. But I think that spirit makes itself known to some of us so that we will acknowledge them. 
And what we have intense experiences that we will share that. What's happening now at this point in human evolution, in our spiritual evolution, is that we're transcending our three-dimensional five-sensory realm. We're stepping into the fourth dimension. Okay. Many more people are sensing and feeling spirit. And then we will trans transcend that into the fifth dimension wow. and beyond. This is part of the paradigm shift that's occurring planet-wide. Okay. And it's coming to a head now. Uh, the end of the age, uh, the Piscean age, and the beginning of the age of Aquarius is considered the new age of enlightenment. Has been prophesized for uh, millennia. Okay, just and so we're here. here. We're here. And check into the Mayan calendar. Remember in 2012, everybody said, Yes. Yeah, we all remember that. It was the end of the world. It was the end of the Piscean Age, and the, and the Mayans um, calculated their calendar to the end of that age. And then they said, It's the end of the world as we know it. Okay. And now we're into the next cycle, which is why all of us are here and why we gather the I way think we that do, maybe and how we're all attracted to each other and to these events and, and being able to communicate like this because there's going to be, um, as this enlightenment continues, a lot of people who are going to seek people like us out. And so that's why I say yes to every interview. Yes, yes. What what can I do? How can I help? Where can I lead you? You know, and I don't have all the answers. Nobody in this field sure. does. There's no such thing as an expert, as an expert in the yeah. paranormal. Yeah. Zero. It me nuts when I see that all. I know. It's like, are you kidding me? If my family doesn't have all the answers, nobody on this planet does. Where do you go get a title like that? Like, No, there are no experts, nor should there be. You know, question when it comes to the movie, it was a big part of the movie, that clapping game. Yeah, no. That no, was just no. added in. It was no, another... but they stole that out of, uh, well, they didn't steal it, I don't mean to put it that way. I gave them permission to tell the truth, and they were afraid to tell the truth. Warner Brothers made them send the script back seven times since they toned this down. That's it's too much, it's too much. Too, right out, yeah. It's too scary. Wow. But the clapping, the, the I had written a little bit in the book about us playing hide and seek in the house. My mom didn't engage with that. She was busy setting up a new house, which was 300 to 250 years old. Um, sorry, my voice is like a shot. Um, but uh, we learned very quickly that it wasn't safe to play hide-and-seek in that house. Okay. It was a whole lot safer to get on a sled and ride it down a hill and crash into a stone wall than it was to play hide-and-seek wow. in that house. Oh my god. What, what, like, yeah. what was it that scared you the most? Uh, I didn't have an issue with it because okay. I didn't play hide and seek with okay. my sisters. Um, but I did bail them out of some situations. Um, Nancy got crushed in behind the chimney of the morning room and was uh, as literally attacked and pushed into the corner behind the chimney and she couldn't breathe. Oh my goodness. And she started screaming and screaming, but she was so far away nobody could hear her. But Cindy heard her psychically and went running and found her and pulled her out and she said the smell of death and and it, the cold she thought she was going to die and she was only if i was 12 nancy was 10 and she was a little oh peanut i mean she still is she's a tiny tiny little person I, she's like the size of my left thigh don't explain <laughs> that yeah, explain the genetics um but and cindy had to go bail her out of that and i had to bail the girls out from you know different experiences and, uh, and my mother at one point said that's it no more hide and seek in the house 
That's it. Jump wow. Wow. So if they, yeah, if they would have showed some stuff like that on on the movie, that would definitely been <laughs> way too scary. I wrote so it you were so like you were twelve <laughs> when you moved, when you guys moved in. Yes. So and I was then and you were in your twelve. Yeah. Okay. Damn. That's a long time to be living like that. I didn't know it was that long. Yeah. Wow. Because yeah. the movie makes it look like months. Ten yeah. minutes. Yeah. Not ten years. Right. Yeah. yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah. So, I mean, so so grateful you guys all came out alive, it almost seems like. Yeah, well, you know, and in that respect, The Conjuring got it right. I mean, big picture, broad stroke, Conjuring got it right. Good conquers kind evil, love conquers fear. Yeah. The parent family endured an extreme haunting that they all survived. And nobody flipped upside yeah. down in a chair. Nobody flipped <laughs> upside down in a chair. My sister didn't get dragged across the room and we had to cut her hair, you know, nothing, oh, nothing yeah, like okay, that. Yeah. Um, there were some tugs from the bottom of beds. Wow. James Wan included that, yeah. And and sensing things that you couldn't always see and you know some yeah. elements of the film were actually true or augmented slightly from what i wrote in the books okay but if you really want to know what happened in that house make the investment of time to read the yeah. 1500 pages that i wrote and that's for a big seven book. years well it covers all three yeah. volumes um and I, I devoted myself to the exclusion of all else to tell this story and to tell it to the very best of my ability. Yeah. But not for it just to be another series of scary stories, but to explore the who, what, when, where, why, how. Yeah. Almost a journalistic approach in one respect, but also a very deeply spiritual and loving approach. Because the fact is that our story is a love story with supernatural twist you know it was love that saved our family and pulled us all together and got us through some of the most extreme things i've ever heard about that a family has endured oh, yeah. in a situation yeah i've never yeah. heard of anything that, that yeah. and i heard some of your stories too on another podcast mm -hmm. uh i think it was real ghost stories online oh yeah podcast. yeah that, that was a Is great podcast patrick, patrick keller i think oh, God, i can't remember their names like yeah no, <laughs> i do thousands of interviews literally yeah. thousands of interviews and we were so thankful you came to art no, he, so he was big science but oh yeah big yeah. Yeah. Um, and I always say yes because I figure, you know, if somebody's interested enough to really want to know the truth, the very least I can do is provide it. Yeah. <laughs> so what do you see on the other side sometimes? Are you able to channel certain people? I don't channel. Okay. I don't allow it. Okay. My, my mind is complicated enough. Yeah, it makes sense. Uh, I've got enough going on in there. I don't allow channeling. That makes sense. Um, but I am in some respects a conduit. Okay. Um, stuff comes through me, and then, and and I'm I able for some reason to help heal people's pain. Um, and so I'm grateful for that. Um, it's if it's a gift, then that's I give it freely to the world. I don't charge for anything. You know, if it happens, it happens, and. Um, it's, uh, you know, I sell my books only because I have to, but... Uh, it's a story people want to read. I mean, it's, yeah. it's a great story. It's, yeah, it really is a fascinating story. I think I'll be buying yeah. Well, when you read the trilogy, um, it starts chronologically before we move to the farm. But from the moment we step onto that farm in volume uh -huh. one until the moment we leave ten years later in volume three, it doesn't follow necessarily chronologically. I okay. want my reader to have that same sense of timelessness and mysticism Ooh. Ooh, that, like that we did because it could be 1976 in one moment and it could be 1826 in the next moment. Wow. And so I wrote it 
in terms of I broke it down into the types of hauntings. So for instance, there could be one story about my sister Cindy and she's eight and the very next story Cindy's 14, and anybody okay. who's a purely linear thinker will be like, whoa, 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 I just lost six years. You know, no, you didn't. Don't okay. worry, no. it'll fill What's it in. What's the correlation between those two stories? Ooh, Why are these two stories side by side? Like Think that. about that. Yeah. It's interactive literature. Oh, okay, I like that. And it that. will open your mind and, and touch your heart in ways that nothing else will in volume three. will rip your heart out of its body, oh, yeah. out of your body, and hand it yeah. back to you healed, and you won't know how that happened. Wow, <laughs> I'm excited. Yeah, that's pretty interesting. <laughs> I, I had help. Believe me, that, I had help. I was going to say that. They helped me. Because it's hard to remember all that stuff, because I don't know if I'm um, sure my part, when the scary things would happen to me, I tried to block that out. Oh, and no, I, it was the opposite for us. It I was like remember. seared in, in mind for us. Oh, wow. sure. I mean, I interviewed every single member of my family for countless okay. hours to make sure that it was absolutely authentic. And at first I thought, oh, God, Cindy's going to remember it differently than Nancy did and blah, blah. You know, I really did. I thought that was going to be my big obstacle. It was not. I had to change one thing in 1,500 pages. And everybody else remembered it just like you. Exactly. Exactly. That's perfect. It almost seems like you're almost the spokeswoman for your family. Do you kind of feel like that too? I guess in a way, I kind of, you know, as the author, you know, the one that took it upon myself to do this. but, uh, you know, they're all willing to talk about it. I mean, okay. There's, I mean, anybody is. It's just they kind of go on pretending they have normal lives, even though they're paranormal. And I sure. use that word, you know, like being paranormal, you know. Uh, so did any of your other sisters pick up any abilities after living yes. in the house? Yes. Because that kind of feel like everyone did. Oh, every, 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 every one. Okay. Because yeah. I remember my father, too, and my mother. Well, my mother brought like, her gifts. I almost okay. feel like when things like that happen, it, it releases the ability that most people have that that they keep harnessed in that they don't know they have but when something like that happens it almost opens them up and things just start happening so you said your mother brought her gift to yeah my mom she didn't think of herself as gifted but she's you know a very sensitive um, empathic person and um, it wasn't until we lived at the farm that she realized that she remembered that when she was six years old, oh, yeah. she had been crawling through uh, what was a sugar cane field that okay. had been plowed, that her dad had plowed um, to plant sugar cane on okay. their farm in Georgia. She was grew up in South Georgia. And she was kind of down in a little ditch, and she peeked up over to see what her father had done, and uh-huh. she saw a whole entire Indian village. And everybody was, I mean, they were just right there. Wow. For the whole village. And she was just a little kid. Yeah, we'll be done. And I think it's fascinating that she blocked that and she didn't remember until we lived at the farm. So do you think it was coincidental that she purchased that house? I don't believe in coincidence. Okay. That answers that. It was set up that way. This was all cosmic. We do thumbs again. (laughs) Coincidence is a nice word we made up to explain away the otherwise inexplicable things in life. Wow. We appreciate your time because we don't want to take too much more of your time because I know this is over. The event's over. Yeah, it is. And they're waiting for me, but. I was happy to do it. I was, it's lovely to be both. It's been so, it's a great meeting. Great, great time. It's, we investigated last night, mm-hmm. and then today we've been all day at the expo, so it's been a pleasure. A pleasure. You feel that energy? Oh, Isn't yeah. that great? We'll be together again.
For sure. I look forward to that. Thank you. Thank you. Man, that was such a good interview with Andy.